Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what?! Eight I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. Hey, just like that, we are into the second hour. A little over, but we are here nonetheless. The Barbecue Central Show, where we talk about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. This show coming to you from Palm City, USA, Cleveland. Still to come on the show tonight, the Embedded Correspondents will be here. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through one of our video streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook or X, which is slash BBQ Central Show. X is technically still Twitter.com slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch on YouTube and take part in the chat, which is youtube.com slash at BBQ Central Show. There is also a robust chat going on as well. Look at this. Bobby Rempe watching tonight. Probably ready for the Embedded Correspondence segment, getting ready to catch all the fun and frivolity with all of that. We do have a YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking all guests and everybody that's watching. Which is this? Who's quitting the show starting in 2024? And right now, 45% of you are saying Derek Riches is quitting the show at the turn of the year. Next up is Jess Pryles at 32%. Now in third place was a hard last place at 0% at last check. Sam the Cooking Guy is at 14%. Uh-oh. And Robert Moss is trailing behind the field at 9%. So it's a race between Derek Riches and Just Pryles. And Derek Riches looks like he's starting to edge the field out on your vote as we work through the second hour here. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, we take you to episode 313 back December 20th. December 22nd, 2009, being featured this coming Friday is our old pal Ted Reader. Canadian, yes, world record hamburger maker holder, yes, or at least he was. I don't know if he still is currently, but at one point made the biggest consumable hamburger ever as certified by Guinness. Master Planker, yes. Someone I need to have back on the show sooner than later. Yes. In this segment, we talk about winter slash cold weather barbecue and how to cook in it, what to expect, the kind of information you need if you are living in an area that is going to go through a thermal change. Now, it doesn't seem like the cold weather is ever going to come as we work through the better part of December here. And as I had mentioned yesterday, it was 60 plus degrees here in Cleveland. 
But today, a little, a little cooler, and through the end of the week, we'll be going back up to highs in the low to mid-30s, but we'll take what we can get here. Otherwise, as long as it's higher, we don't want anything lower. So, Ted shares a number of great tips that still apply today, 15 years later to boot. Great tip about propane tanks and how when they get really low in the propane level, the gas has a tendency to slow its flow down. So keep that in mind as you work through the bottom of the liquid propane tank. The emptier it gets, the less expedient the gas is making it out. So always keep a one, two, three extra propane tanks handy so you can disconnect and make sure you can pop on a nice full one to make sure the flow is nice and consistent, giving you the heat that you're looking for as you cook outside. Uh, Ted's always been a great guest, and in this segment, certainly no exception. I will do better at getting him on in 2024 as well. You can subscribe to the show and listen to this podcast specifically by going to thebbqcentralshow.com slash subscribe. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or segment again that's been lost in the archives, you can email John, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know what you would like to hear, and he'll do his best to meet your needs and expectations. Uh-oh. Well, look who else made it in here tonight. It's Cat Piss Update. That's right. I mean, it wouldn't be the close of 2023 without a cat piss update. And I'm I'm holding some cards to the vest. And now, because of the most recent piss event, I have to come clean. Months ago, there was an additional... There was another piss event that took place between the last time I talked about it on the show... And now that I'm going to be talking about it on the show here, December 26th, in between that time, there was another piss event, but I thought I would try and outsmart the cat and say, uh, and look, I apologize. I'm grasping at straws here. So, I mean, cut me a break. I thought I would outsmart the cat. I would gut the smell out until it eventually went away to me, the human nose. And I didn't clean it up like I had all the other times before. Spick and span, clean freak, the Lysol wipes, the piss spray. No, 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 no. I didn't do any of that. I left it where it is. And it appeared I had outsmarted the cat. Well, guess what? The joke is on me because wouldn't you know it, I started getting that olfactory emanation of cat piss once more. But I couldn't really track it down. And after a couple days, I was out by the guest desk, putting a few things together, trying to hook a few things up. And lo and behold, look what I found. Oh, dear. It's hard to get scale, but the piss, you can obviously see the piss. Right, It's black, completely different color than the normal rubberized floor. You can see it running down the right side of the USB or the uh, XLR cord. 
It's there. That could be a head headphone mic cord. It's one or the other. So you can see it trailing over to the right. But more than that, there is the Lake Erie-esque size of cat piss that is in the foreground. And you can see it running all the way back. It is mind-boggling to me that this continues to have. Here's another shot. This is where I plug some of the stuff in. You can see, you know, bottom right, there's some cat piss splatter. And then on the actual um, one of the plugs, you can see it's off to the right. It's more of a brick that has some indiscriminate cat piss on it on that plug and i'm just getting ready to to lose my mind here this is what i'm dealing with over now where guests sit so i mean i have to clean this up at this point but this is the latest cat piss incident that's happening in my life and this is this is how we're ending 2023 i have a very large expelling of piss I don't think that's what you would call cat spraying. I think we've battled some of that in the house upstairs, but we've napalmed the upstairs and that cat pheromone stuff to chill the cats the fuck out. It seems to have worked for the most part upstairs, but down here and on this side of the unfinished basement, it seems like I am at the mercy of whatever and i don't even know which cat it is at this point i thought i knew which one it was my friend jeff from minnesota sent me his hunting camera we thought we had it pinpointed in but i'm second guessing everything at this point and it is just a large amount of cat pee that like what happens there i mean you see a trail this is a level house i'm not built on a hill where he pissed on one side and it just trickles down through gravity i mean it seems like he's peeing and walking backwards until he hit something which happened to be the outlet and then he was almost out of it anyway the splatter is marking according to doug i mean doug is a wild animal expert of course but somehow or another this has to stop and when i talk to people and tell them that i hate the cats it's not an act this isn't me putting something on for the show. I would rather never talk about it on the show again. No cats appears to be the only answer as we're getting ready to bridge over to 2024. That's what I think. We shut the door on the latest cat piss update. Before we get to the embedded correspondence. And we only have five... Five days left for the Franklin Barbecue Pit Sale. Now, what's the Franklin Barbecue Pit Sale? You might be asking yourself. You're in the market for an offset. Live fire spouse or supporter told you, spare no expense. Go out and get the best offset or the one that you want the most, no matter what. If you can save a few bucks, fine. Great news. I can save you $400 right now. And you can do it two different ways. If you live near a Franklin Barbecue Pit dealer, you can go to the dealer and tell them you want the Barbecue Central Show special promo, $400 off. 
Now they might pretend like they don't know, but they know about it. They'll take the $400 off. You can trust me on that. And if they don't, you tell me. I'll make sure I take care of it for you. Or if you're not near a dealer, you can go online, franklinbbqpits.com, and buy your pit right online. They'll ship it right to your driveway. comes to you expertly packaged. You saw Wes Wright unpack his on social media many months ago, and he uses it. He loves it. Either way, you're saving $400 off a Franklin barbecue pit. I don't even know if he'll put these things on promotion ever again, let alone next year at some point. Who knows? If you're in the market, especially for a Franklin offset pit, check them out online or visit one in person to a dealer. Fall in love with it because you will. It's fabulous. And then save $400 now instead of waiting until after January 1st because then it will cost you $400 more than it is right now. Easy math. You like to save money. I want to save you money. It's $400 in your pocket. You can buy charcoal. You can buy some of Franklin's sauces or rubs to complement the cooker. Whatever you want to do. FranklinBBQPits.com to get all your questions answered or find the certified dealer near you and ask them the questions. They are an educated seller. In any event, it's 400 bucks to save. Do it now before the year ends. Please, I beg of you. We are back with the Embedded Correspondence right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And we welcome you back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. But wait, if you use promo code XMASPBX, X-M-A-S-P-B-X at checkout, it will reduce the price of the Pit Barrel PBX from whatever the retail price is all the way down to $299. 99 with free shipping. It's a deal that you just can't beat. So if you're in the mood for the biggest barrel cooker that Pit Barrel makes and you want to get it for under 300 bucks, that's the one to do it. All right, gang, it is the fourth Tuesday of the month, and that brings a visit from the embedded correspondence right there is Doug Scheiding to the right of me from Texas' longest-running embedded correspondent. Then we have John Solberg from Michigan directly below me, second-longest-running and then our pal from the great city of Utah, Rusty Monson of Salt City Barbecue, the associated food trailer, and all the properties that go along with Salt City. Guys, appreciate you coming in here this evening, day after Christmas. Hope everybody had a great holiday, got everything they wanted, all that fun stuff. We may or may not hit on that. But before we get into the 100% surety questions, we do have a YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking everybody. Why not ask you guys? Doug, we'll start with you first. Who's quitting the show starting in 2024? Sam the Cooking Guy, Robert Moss, Derek Riches, or Jess Priles? I voted Derek Riches. Right, Derek Riches. Rusty, who's quitting the show? I also voted Derek Riches. John, are we making it unanimous? Is it a Derek Riches or it's somebody else for you? No, I'm hoping for Jess Priles. 
Uh, 45% of voters are saying that it's Derek Riches. And I'll just go ahead and announce it right now. How about that? Let's get it right out of the way. That way I won't forget. Leaving the show in 2024 is Derek Riches. Oh. 45% of folks that voted already are 100% correct. It is Derek. He wrote me an email a week or two ago and said that he is just being drawn further and further away from the live fire industry. And I got the notion that he felt he might be doing a disservice if he continued on his monthly spot, if he wasn't really engaged in the live fire community. Like he wouldn't, he didn't say that to me, but he's the kind of guy that I am led to believe would feel like that if he can't give 100%. Or feels like he can bring some value every month that he would relinquish the spot. And indeed, he did. 30% of you thought it was Jess Pryles. 13% of people thought Sam the Cooking Guy was quitting the show. I mean, he's either 100% or 0%. Sam doesn't waddle in the middle of anything. And Robert Moss bringing it up at 9%. And once again, if you're just tuning in, Derek Riches is officially leaving the show at the beginning of 2024. We have a new round of 100% assurity questions that we would like to get to before we get into some of the other stuff. We'll stay with Doug. Since we started with you on the YouTube poll question of the week, we forgot this last month amongst the litany of other 100% assurity questions. 100% yes or 100% no. Cost being no object. You prefer Wagyu over prime beef. Yes or no? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. Cost being no object, you prefer Wagyu over prime beef. 100% yes. Yes for Rusty. John, yes or no on the Wagyu preference over prime? 100% no. By the way, I don't know if anybody noticed or if I'm just a complete nerd. John has a brand new microphone and it sounds succulent. Now, maybe maybe let me show you how much of a nerd I am. It looks like a Neumann TMB 104. True or false? 100% true. Oh, I'm a nerd. Anyway, microphone envy, top left corner, party of one. Uh, Do I prefer Wagyu beef over prime beef 100% no I prefer prime beef if given the drug not to say that Wagyu is bad certainly not stirring that up Doug you mentioned not anymore did you have a precipitous event that you were team Wagyu and now you're team prime yes my wife who's always right had been telling me to start turning in prime briskets instead of Wagyu at contest. And um, uh, we did that at a contest and our prime brisket placed better. Hmm. What about eating at home? Yeah, I actually like a little texture to my, hmm. to my prime uh, brisket and the Wagyu is just a little mushy. Rusty, why do you like the Wagyu over the prime? Because I love the fat, the tenderness. Mm-hmm. Um, I have opposite experience that Doug has. I've tried really good 
primes that have i've just can't figure it out maybe is the question is the, is the answer but i just i love how that brisket turns out i love wagyu steaks they're my absolute favorite uh ribeyes to cook i just had a um wagyu uh pot roast for dinner for christmas and i gotta be honest couldn't really tell the difference but i just like the fat content i like that it, i love the fattish it's it's it, I, I think it's more tender less mushy but that's just my experience rusty i'm pulling out of the 100 assurity questions here just for a moment Give us a health check on Rusty Monson here before we close 2023. Well, I feel a thousand times better. I've been eating very, very healthily, walking on treadmills mm-hmm. and taking things pretty easy. So I've actually been really, really healthy lately. It's been very awesome. Stop drinking coffee randomly. I just drink it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to get healthy and eat right. And that's just kind of what I have to do if yeah. I want to hang around here. A lifestyle that you think you will indeed continue on through at least the first part of the new year yeah um not to get too much into it but i had you know i got gout and stopped drinking alcohol because i never want to get gout because that's what caused it and it was such a fear for me that i just never did it again never even started to drop i have that same feeling now when it comes to food i ate that roast like i said yesterday and i felt like oh shit you know so i i'm really really adamant about eating it (laughs) eating right you know getting on the treadmill doing stuff like that so all right. Good. Well, glad you're feeling good. Glad you have the good, healthy outlook and the lifestyle change implements are in place. Uh, John, 100% yes or 100% no. As we sit here today, you would compete in the new Memphis barbecue event slash festival over the traditional Memphis and May barbecue festival. 100% yes. I'm in. Definitely coming back to that. Rusty, 100% yes, 100% no. As we sit here today, you would compete in the new Memphis barbecue event over the Memphis in May event. No, not over it, no. no. Douglas, yes or no, you would compete in the new event over the old guard event. 100% absolutely yes. Oh. Wow. Well, it's almost unanimous, which makes it a majority. I'm with you guys. Yes, I would compete in the new event over the old event. Uh, Rusty, let's start with you since you're the outlier, surprisingly. Why stay with Memphis with May? Because I'm a sucker for tradition. I like things that started first. You know, I like to continue on those kind of things. That's just kind of how I am. You know, I like I grew up in a small town, wished it would have stayed small kind of thing. Um, and I've never competed in it. It's something I've always wanted to do. And if it goes away, I'd be really, really sad. So I want the opportunity to compete in it before it dies away. John, why would you take the new event? Because the old one is dead. <laughs> it just is. It's, you know, stick a fork in it, roll over. It's gone. It's just, it's time to move on. Be part of the new tradition. 20 years from now, it there, there won't even be an old Memphis. I mean, it'll just be the Memphis Madness Contest yet to be named. Doug, why the new event over Memphis and May? As we sit here today, we don't know exactly what the scoring is going to be like yep. with the new event. I have a problem with the old event and the waiting towards presentation in the first round as 40%, I believe it is. And it's a hundred percent in, in the, in the finals, it needs to be double blind, no presentation. 
I'm not a competitor. I'll never be confused with a competitor and my reason for going to the new place. Here comes the money. $250,000 overall prize purse. $50,000 going to the winner. So if I'm going to go somewhere and compete, I want to go and win the most money possible. I've never been a title guy. I don't give a shit about that. I want my bank account to be fat and happy. And it appears that from what I know today, if I go to the new place, fees are going to be, let's call it roughly the same. And if I win that, then I get more money in my bank account when I back out all the expenses and all that other stuff. So for me, it's definitely New Memphis Barbecue event at this point. Now, things could change over the next month or two as new information comes out. So maybe we revisit this again in like February of 2024. We'll see about that, but we'll go on to the next question. Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no, you believe. Memphis in May, the contest is fixed. That's some Alex Jones shit, bro. No. 100% no. All right. Like I just got called a conspiracy theorist. I'll take it. Doug, 100% yes or 100% no. Memphis in May, the contest is fixed. Fixed is a strong word. I will say favored, not fixed, so no. Hmm. I can't wait to hear this answer. John, yes or no? I have no reason to believe that Memphis MA is fixed in any way. It is unanimous. I really want to just break the mold on this one, but it is unanimous. So no for me. As John said, I have no reason to believe. I'll talk about something a little later, but I have no reason to believe that Memphis MA is fixed or predetermined. We move on to the next. Doug, back to you. Having a 100% yes or 100% no, having a thermostatically controlled grill is necessary. Yes or no? No, not at all. Rusty? Yes or no? No. 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 John, your question, 100% yes or 100% no, having a thermostatically controlled grill is necessary. No, unless you're a grill manufacturer that needs some bucks. I have two schools of thought on this. I'm thinking if you are a grill manufacturer, you're trying to stay ahead of the curve. So I would say as we broach into 2024, you're probably going to see more thermostatically controlled grills. However, taking it in the spirit of how I think the question was asked, which is towards the people that are cooking... Do you need to have a thermostatically controlled grill? No. Maybe it's because we're all either old school or we got into it around the same time. Rusty's much younger than all of us, but uh, old soul. I think there is a, there might be some generational bias that we're not factoring in on this. We almost don't want to say we would need one because we all happen to have the skill set of being able to run start and run and keep real fires where people getting in today really don't need to have that skill set anymore and that's it john am i off base there uh no i think you're right i, I remember when we first got uh you know maverick 
like thermometers, right? And I would put them all over inside of like a Weber Smoky Mountain. And I was appalled at the fact of the variation in temperature, even from first to second level. And then I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is supposed to work. It's like, when you find out it's not important, you go like, oh, just let it be, just cook. So yeah, maybe maybe it, it is our generation. Rusty, is it generational? Poss- yeah, it has to be. It's, you know, it, it's easy. Turn it, The more you can just turn something on and walk away and do whatever, the more it's going to sell to the young folks. But just fine because, you know, it's like the gateway drug and hopefully it leads mm-hmm. to more cooler ways of cooking food. Doug, generational? Yeah, I think it is generational. And, uh, you know, we every, want everything to be easy and and uh, uh, automatic. So, but, uh, you know, it's only as good as where you stick that probe, though, no matter if it's a Maverick or, or whatever. So, Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. You will be buying the Blackstone pellet griddle combo when available. No, I will not. Doug. Nope. John, 100% yes or 100% no, you will be buying the Blackstone pellet griddle combo when available. By the way, I have heard from the VP of marketing over Blackstone. It is available. There was a link issue last week when I was talking about West Wright. So when they had announced it that Friday, it was technically available at that point, but there was some kind of a, a buying link issue that they've worked through. So it is available. John, are you buying it? Yes or no? no 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 i'm not taking it if someone offers it for free (laughs) really really get that piece of shit out of my cook area all i see see is that old uh charcoal gas grill char griller piece of shit combo when i see that picture i'm like hey let's do not one thing and let's do neither one of them well get that piece of shit off of my deck (laughs) all right well you're talking about char griller i'm making sure we all remember that we're dealing with blackstone which i think is a brand that has been showcasing a lot of expertise this year. Am I buying it? Am I getting one for free and I would take it? I don't know. If they sent me one for free, would I take it? Yeah. Yes, of course I would. I think. Well, good. I'll send you mine. It's interesting enough for me to evaluate both. The pellet cooker, because I feel I have an expertise at this point with the amount of pellet cookers I've had in my uh, repertoire for the last many years, uh, kept or given away or otherwise. And I'm becoming a little bit more of a griddle aficionado, so I would like to see them in one unit. But that's me, and I believe that Blackstone is light years ahead as far as a brand than Char Griller is or will ever be, period. But I understand where John's talking about with like having that, you know, bad dream in his head with a combo cooker. Uh, John, we end with you here on the assurity questions. 100% yes, 100% no. You will be bacon wrapping pickles in 2024, yes or no? <laughs> oh, hell no. I'll be railing against them in 2024. Would you be more inclined to take the free Blackstone pellet griddle combo or bacon wrapping pickles? I will buy a, a griddle pellet combo before I will wrap pickles and bacon. All right. I want to see where we're at on that. Doug, you'll be wrapping 
you'll be bacon racking. Jesus Christ. You'll be bacon wrapping pickles in 2024. Yes or no? I hate to see John fall out of his chair and ruin his brand new mic, oh, no. but yes, I will. Wow. All right. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Rusty, 100% yes or 100% no. You will be bacon wrapping pickles in 2024. Hell yeah, dude. Bacon wrap pickles. Pickles anything, man. Hmm. I get all over pickles. Mm-mm. Do I love bacon? Luscious. Yes. Do I love pickles? Yes. Will I wrap one over the other? No. Oh, weird. Leave them separate. Put them on burgers separate. So, in essence, you could make a burger and then cook your bacon-wrapped pickle. If you have cheese on the burger, now you have a bacon cheeseburger with a pickle on it. Dress it however you want. You're ahead of the game. I mean, it's efficiency, I guess, except I want my pickles cold. Like a nice, cold, crispy pickle. I feel like if you cook it within the bacon, it's going to be even more than oddly mushy. It's going to be unsatisfactorily mushy. And that's what I don't want in my pickle and bacon. John, why are you averse? First of all, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, like you know, cook some bacon, eat a pickle. Like, you got kind of time to wrap shit up. What are, Sorry, so, sorry. And the second of all, like you said, it's a eighty percent moisture, hot, mushy dill. Like what? It's going to turn into mush. It only looks good in the picture. You're never going to make it crispy. The bacon's never going to get crispy. It's like just take a slice of raw bacon and a bite of pickle. It's the same damn thing. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. Sweet brown backing you up, by the way. All right, so that's the 100% assurity questions as we close out the year. You guys stand by, and I'll be right back as we. Dig into some other hot topics as we get ready to close the show. This one from Big Papa Smokers. Listen up, gang. Our friends over at Big Papa Smokers have something special just for you. Listeners of the show, whether you're a seasoned pitmaster or a grilling newbie, Big Papa Smokers is your one-stop shop for all things barbecue. Essential accessories. They've got what you need to take your food to the next level whether both on the competition circuit or in your backyard. It doesn't matter. Here's the cherry on top. Big Papa Smokers is offering the listeners of the Barbecue Central show an exclusive deal. Use the code REMPE at checkout. That's R-E-M-P-E. And you'll get $10 off your next $50 purchase of rubs, sauces, or accessories. Imagine the possibilities. Evaluate your ribs with Big Papa's Sweet Money Rub. Or add Big Papa's Desert Gold to your chicken, or better yet, pick up Big Papa's Double Secret and add it to your steak. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com and start shopping today. And don't forget to use promo code REMPY at checkout to claim your $10 off your next order of $50 or more. Also, don't forget to check out Big Papa's full line of recipes at CookingWithBigPapa.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N-G, the proper word, cooking with BigPapa.com and of course follow them on social media platforms for amazing recipes as well we are back with more embedded correspondence right after this stick around we'll be right back
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. This portion brought to you by the great folks over at JRE Tobacco, manufacturers of Aladino cigars. I love Aladino. Corojo Reserva Figurados. Earlier this month, sent out a whole bunch for sample. Hopefully you're enjoying those. Also have them in Robusto and Toro. So, as I extend each and every week, if you're interested in getting a sample of some of the Aladino products, I have them ready to send out to you. And I'm also smoking them all on my own. JREtobacco.com to find a retailer near you. Or you can go online and find them at a whole bunch of online retailers as well. But I suggest going to JREtobacco.com and finding them and going from there. And don't forget, you can ask me for a sample. All right, guys, we have some other topics to get into here as we were a little abridged on the embedded correspondence 100% assurity questions portion. We have topics to discuss here tonight, and we're leading... With 2023 Best Barbecue Central Show Interviews of the Year. So I will call you by name and you can give me one or five or however many you listed. And uh, we'll take it from there. Let me make sure I got my answers up because I didn't want to show my hand here as we were going through the list. Uh, Doug, 2023 Best Barbecue Central Show Interviews of the Year. There were four that stood out for me. Oh, all right. Rodney Scott in February. Michael Simon in August. Steve Ray, what was he, Octoberish, and then Fast Eddie. <laughs> but Fast Eddie was the best one for me oh, if I have to oh. pick one. Fast Eddie, best for you. Rusty, best Barbecue Central show interviews of 2023 in your opinion. I like the Fast Eddie one. That was definitely on the list. Steve Ray, was that was a good one. Was Mo in 2023? Yes. Him, uh, in fact, uh, if you might remember this. Yeah, I'm Bobby. I'm Bobby Key. You don't remember that? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Tim 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 Shear coming on when Bill Arnold died was, was a good one. And um, I had another one, and, and it popped out of my head. For me, I don't not in any particular order, number four, Chris Young on the steak interview. I thought that was unbelievable. Perhaps Barbecue Central Show Guest Hall of Fame worthy. Number three, Rod Gray coming on after the American Royal Open, like week after uh, weeks after the American Royal Open, but came on. Number two, I don't know if anybody remembers this guy, Michael Grunwald, the cell-cultivated meat expert. Not the rancher, but the guy that was the actual journo that has written books. And we talked all about cell-cultivated meat, and he had had so many different current options. I thought that was fascinating. Winner for me, best interview of the year, and it might come as a shocker, Steve Ray returning to the show and being so open and candid about what he was doing. John, uh, your Barbecue Central show's best interviews of 2023. I had two down. It was Fast Eddie and Steve Ray, and the winner for me is... Steve Ray, but you know, by a nose, John and I, uh, all sorts of same wavelengths. Next question that we were diving into here tonight is 2023 best trends of the year in the industry. Uh, wait, 
before we go, I forgot to tell you who my sleeper pick best interview was. Darren Worth coming on earlier this year, my sleeper pick. Now you might say, I don't even remember he was on in 2023. It was run of the mill interview, what have you. Let me remind you, and I alluded to this a little earlier during the 100% Assurity questions when I asked you about if you thought Memphis and May was fixed. You might recall mm-hmm. within the minutes of the interview with Darren Worth, he recounts a story that maybe it was the first and last time that he was ever at Memphis and May competing. And it was definitely the last time if it wasn't first and last time where Pete Cookston, husband of Melissa Cookston of Yazoo's Delta Q, told him, because evidently they were right next to each other competing, told Darren how the finals were going to go down, and then, more or less, they went down exactly as Pete Cookston said that they were going to go down, and Darren said he was crestfallen at that point, that he didn't say it was fixed. That's why I asked. But he comes as close to saying, I'm not going to Memphis in May because the results are fixed as you can get before you say, I'm not going to go to Memphis in May because the results are fixed. Very, very close on that. So that was my sleeper pick of 2023. Now we move on. 2023 best trends of the year. Rusty, best trends. By the way, the the fourth was uh, Smoking Joe's um, segments on yeah, his Yeah, right. It, it made ah. me feel not so alone, and it's good information. The good the guy's really fun to listen to. Uh, sorry, what was the question, uh, Greg Gregory? Twenty twenty three best trends of the year. The best ones, yeah. I uh I <laughs> This is what I this is when I know Rusty maybe didn't look at the agenda at all the week leading into this. It's like I'm catching the student cheating in the classroom. No, I actually didn't. I had one. It was just in my memory. I don't and I I shouldn't have done that today. That's a that was a terrible mistake. I had a really early day today. Mm. Um I had it in my head the best trends and I don't remember right. you, you, uh, you know uh, what it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um all the people who are building offset pits like goldies and things like that, that I think are uh, coming into the market, you know, um, Franklin's was a couple of years back, but a lot of these people are coming in the market with offset pits that are, you can fit in your backyard and uh, different stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. I thought that I considered that a trend this year and that's what I'm going with. Doug best trends of the year. I went IG uh, Avenue. Um, I enjoyed the Thor's hammer, obviously, since I cooked it. Uh, um, the soup board was absolutely hilarious. And uh, I the best to me were the grab them in the brisket and John, brother John, and their uh, basically video overview of in John's case, the fires that that go off and in in the grab them the brisket, you know how they rate the the briskets and and judge the brisket. So I really love that kind of live act, you know, video live action of calling the videos. So you know, commenting on them. So that was my favorite trend. John, twenty twenty three favorite trends of the year. That whole Argentinian live fire again. I'm sticking to the Instagram kind of scope yep. of things. The trends, the whole uh, Argentinian 
a live fire, seven fires kind of stuff that I really have seen bloom up big in the last, I'll even say a few months, mm-hmm. um, building up. I think mocktails were, were something I really enjoyed that were a big trend. I see mm-hmm. mocktails continuing to trend. And believe it or not, Greg called this early. Is like, I saw a huge boom in hot honey use after you called that out earlier this year. So those are some of the biggest, best trends I've seen in 23. I only have one, and it's because I was late to the game and because it was still around as popular as it's ever been, Smash Burgers. I don't know where I was all this time, but everybody was still out smashing burgers, squeezing the piss out of them. I got the Blackstone finally, was using the indoor griddle to start with, and the first one I put in my mouth, I was like, how can I be this late to the game? Why did it take me so long to get here? And every time I've cooked a burger since, it has been a smash burger. If it's burger night in my house, going forward, it's requested smash burgers. Plus, you can eat a shitload of them. I feel like not so much of a fat ass, but I know how much because I portion out each patty, three ounces, no more than that. It's a, it's a whole thing, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm on Smash Burger trend of the year. John, did you have something to add? I, have you smashed a Bubba yet? I'm just curious. Have you figured I, that out? I don't, I don't <laughs> think you can do that because everybody knows I'm only follow the directions guy, and on the box it says... Don't let them fall. You have to put them on frozen, so there's got to be something in that whole recipe cooking stick together thing. Uh, Don't get me wrong, John. I've thought about it a billion times. And then because I only live inside of a box, I said, well, you can't possibly do that because the directions say to do this. And so I will not deviate, especially on Bubba Burger, because everybody knows I love Bubba Burgers. 2023 worst trends of the year. Rusty, what are the worst trends? All right, and this goes back to the one of the shirty questions, but pellet smokers that have other shit on them, like, like what do you need a like griddle burner for? <laughs> Griddles, like Air I fun. don't, you know, what the hell is this? It's it's the dumbest thing. Like, stop it. Like, I don't use it. I want a smoker. Who has time for that shit? Where is this? Where are these? It's I don't like it. It's it's dumb as hell. It's just more shit that'll break. It's dumb. Doug, worst trends of the year. The candle nonsense, the popularity of beef tallow on briskets, it's oil and water, people. They don't mix. And lastly, and of course, this is near and dear to my heart, the hot dog burn ends. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the, <laughs> the wee stuff out of here. John, worst trends of the year. Everything Doug said, plus <laughs> butterboards, table nachos corn ribs any fucking thing bacon wrap that's not supposed to be duke's mayo <laughs> that's mine <laughs> duke's mayo you didn't like is that a trend well, it's been like, around for decades oh, it was like there no yeah but they're having like mayo eating contests oh you're right it's over the top it's like yeah, you're right they're trying to conquer the world it's the biggest cult on the planet uh only seconded by traeger i'm not sure this can qualify for a 2023 worst trend of the year. I didn't know anything about it literally until last week when Aaron Huntelman of Go Big or Go Barbecue slash Mr. Brisket fame sent me a picture and he said, these are starting to show up for uh, requests. Uh, rib roast, whatever grade you're getting, 
And then on the outside are bone marrow bones tied on. So as it's cooking, the bone marrow melts out onto the onto the rib roast. <laughs> he's charging. I forget what he said. It was four hundred dollars. <laughs> Whatever. The, I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't imagine what kind of uh, state of shock Meathead was in to hear bone marrow bones being tied on the outside of rib roast to baste as you cook. But that could be something you want to keep an eye on. As far as me, worst trends of the year, and I'm going to keep an eye on that bone marrow bone wrapped rib roast, whatever. Totally agree. Butter candles was horrible to lead the year. That lasted about six seconds. Everybody did it. And then six seconds later, it was gone, never to be seen from again. People on TikTok and Instagram videos grabbing food out of boiling oil with their bare hands. I wouldn't know anything about it except John posts pictures of it constantly. And every new video that he posts, it's in a bigger vat of boiling oil. What are they doing with their bare hands? And then lastly, oh, well, there is the obligatory people deep frying their Thanksgiving turkeys, which is ridiculous. If I may, I have a general take that I would like to get off my chest. It's not a new one but I've seen it being tossed around a lot this year, which is this. Does X item belong on a pizza? Why not open your post with the preface, I'm a trolling cunt and I have nothing better to do and I'm looking for quantity of comments versus quality of comments. Hey, loser, if you don't think it belongs on a pizza, don't put it on your mother fucking pizza. Excuse me. I'd like a large pizza with troll on top with a side of echo chamber to go with it. Do better in 2024. Come on, hot take champions. Leave the pizza alone. Instead, spice up the ever popular is a hot dog, a sandwich question instead, because everybody <laughs> loves that one. Yeah. 2024 predictions john let's start with you my list is long do you want it all yes all of it i'm here for it all right all right sorry i'm uh, uh, you know cacao cacao is gonna be big in 24 cacao raw ceremonial cacao is big popcorn on the grill or smoker is gonna be massive Hmm. book it right now thermostatically controlled grills are going to take over the planet like some kind of AI weird shit. KCBS <laughs> will continue to decline, oh. becoming like any Texas barbecue association full of splinter groups. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Everybody's going to break off like the old forum days. Electric grills are going to dominate. Plant-based everything will continue to grow. I bought some plant-based butter today. Oh, my God. It used to be margarine. And finally, for my kicker, is Traeger will collapse under the weight of its own self-righteousness. <laughs> Hot take alert. John Solberg from Michigan, executive producer of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Rusty, 2024 predictions. Keep it a note that next year have John go last. Yes, absolutely. 
That's hard to follow with my uh trend <laughs> of 2024. <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, everyone will buy uh, offset smokers. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's been oh. my three. That's about that. I've been three in a row. Hmm. Um, Ar- Argentinian uh, grills will become very, very popular next year. I think there. I've already seen a couple that are uh, some guy in locally is making them now, and um, hmm. I think I, you're seeing them a lot pop up. I think they're going to take off in 2024, and I really hope so because it's a fantastic way to cook. Doug, 2024 predictions. I'm glad Rusty did uh, go after John, but uh, I have a list, but not quite the list John does. So I'm going to say griddle sales are going to continue to be hot and the pellet grill market is going to rebound next year is Mm. my prediction. I do predict that the pizza market is going to undergo a consolidation and I'm Mm. going to go against what the... uh, the analysts are saying uh, that it's going to grow at a, uh, a large rate. I don't believe that. Um, much to Rusty's chagrin, more combo grills are coming out. I can feel it. <laughs> I think the ethnic-inspired ex- barbecue is going to become a thing out, uh, outside of Texas because mm-hmm. right now it is kind of inside of Texas, the number one goal. You know? So I actually think that's uh, – you know there's one here in – in San Antonio, that's getting a lot of national press, uh, Curry Boys, et cetera. So, um, and there's an Ethiopian uh, KG barbecue in Austin. So I think it's actually going to grow um, and where, where it's starting here in Texas. I, like Rusty, think Santa Maria grills are going to have a, a comeback and become hmm. back in vogue. And lastly, I think there's going to be a resurgence of Facebook and a downfall of Instagram. Oh, my. Don't tell that to John. He was trying to make money on Instagram. You're going to break his heart. <laughs> Good Lord. Don't forget, we did segments with John on how he was making tens and twenties of dollars posting Instagram reels. It's great. <laughs> 2024 predictions for me, and then we'll call it an evening. Traeger will get delisted in 2024. More gravity-fed charcoal grills will come to market, especially as Oklahoma Joe, I believe, is bringing their version of a charcoal-fired gravity-fed grill to market here shortly that we'll be seeing about, and I think that will inspire more grill manufacturers to think that this is going to be the next big run, which is charcoal-fueled, but temperature-controlled grills specifically. To completely contradict what John said, you will hear almost nothing new on plant-based meat anything. It will be dick in 2024. You will, however, hear more reports, the likes and amounts you may have never even thought about of what fake Wagyu in the United States. You're going to hear all about next year. It's going to be a watershed moment. Somebody's going to say something. It's going to blow the lid off of the Wagyu market because all of these fakes are going to be coming out. They're going to be exposed. It's going to be a whole thing. Watch this. Now, lastly, I have another hot take alert. That I want to throw out there in advance. So if you want to turn it off now, go ahead. I'm going to tell people something that nobody else is going to mention as a trend that needs to go from trend to law starting now. 
Ready? If you're using any live fire cook or even a stove, but especially a live fire cook, you don't need to do the searing part when you're cooking a rib roast. It's totally unnecessary. It adds minimal flavor to the overall experience. And if you get too aggressive on the sear, it can break the bumper-to-bumper color you worked so hard to get over the hours and hours you were cooking it. Be real with yourself. Stop listening to nonsense on the internet and do a reverse sear, but don't sear it at the end. Just do the cooking part. Let it rest. Get over yourself about not searing it. And then reap the rewards of not searing it. I'll make sure that this is not only the new trend for 2024, but law by the end of next year. There is no more. And I am putting down an edict. Anybody that sits on this show will not be by choice doing the sear part on a rib roast going forward. How can I say this? This is sacrilege. This is nonsense. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Because yesterday, I did a 16-pound rib roast from the butcher shop down in Pensacola, Florida. I bought and paid for it. Put it on because all I read was, if it's uh, 16 pounds, you're cooking it at 225 degrees, shooting for medium rare temp, 45 minutes a pound. Well, let me tell you what. That's wrong. Because when that rib roast went on at 6.30 in the morning, shooting for a 4 o'clock, getting ready to eat, well, at 11.45 a.m., that bitch was done. What am I going to do? I've got people coming over 4 p.m. It's 11.45. I have a whole gap of time. Well, luckily, earlier in the month, Meathead was on the show, and he started talking about how he's been sous-viding and then he coolers this, the hot cooler, takes it over the river and through the woods or whatever. I said, okay, well, I'm leaving the thermometer in so I can monitor temperature. I double wrapped it in foil. It was at 130 degrees. I'm not even going to talk about why the thermometer wasn't in in the first place because I thought I had a lot more time than I did, and I'm glad I stuck it in when I did. Took it out at 130, hit it in the cooler, and it sat there for hours on end. And then as I'm taking that, piece of hunk of meat out, piece of hunk of meat, knowing in my heart of hearts that I have fucked it up, overshot, I figured there's no way that thermometer is even close to right at this point. It's just been sitting doing nothing. And I took those first couple of slices and see nothing but a nice ruby, little more than medium rare, bumper to bumper, saved it. It was the best one I've cooked so far. All that to say, What didn't I do? I didn't sear it, and it was fucking great. So stop it. Here's what I can tell you. Over the hours that it was actually on the cooker, it was with the smoke and the heat and the dripping and all this. There was some great stuff that was just magically happening on the outside of that meat that I didn't need to add with any type of sear. So it was aesthetically pleasing. It was freaking delicious. Get over yourself. Stop searing the rib roast. And I believe now we can call an end to 2023. But before we go on the way out, not only of tonight, but for the year, John, what are we promoting? The best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. Get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just search the BB. 
the BBQ Central Show and subscribe. Doug, what are we promoting? I will be on a upcoming episode of Baseball and Barbecue as a guest for the ba- uh, Hall of Fame this time. And on January 9th, I will announce that a major ha- hardware chain will uh, be carrying my brisket rub. Really? All right. Uh, you don't. You want to give us a New Year's scoop? Can't do it. Okay. Can't do it, but it's on the, it's on the right, web, Doug, and I actually bought off. some back this off. weekend. All right. Great. Uh, Rusty, what are we promoting on the way out? The Pitmasters podcast will be back in January, as well. My new Ooh. podcast for the food truck will be coming out hopefully February. We're still wrapping up some interviews and trying to try get everything together. Mm-hmm. It's called oh, um, On the Road, a food truck podcast, and look for that one. And we'll announce it on here, too. So look for that one hopefully in February. Gentlemen, as always, this year has been tremendous. We have had great monthly segments once again. At first blush, I thought, Embedded correspondence segment. How long could this possibly last? Now look at us. We are all stars in our own right. We can converge on this show once a month and become even bigger stars, beacons of light in the live fire industry. The industry's leading opinion makers is what we are because we are the best at what we do and nobody comes close no matter what they say. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Doug from Texas, longest running embedded correspondent. Praise to you. John below me from Michigan, praise to you. And of course, our pal Rusty Monson from the great city of Utah, praise to you. Happy New Year to all of you. Be safe. And why not do it again January 2024? Why not? There they are. Embedded correspondence right there with a great and rousing way to end 2024. (laughs) We're not ending 2024. We're not even there yet, too and 2023 as we get ready to go up. All right, let's go ahead and wrap the show. We are five minutes over, but well worth it. Hot take alerts all over the place. Love it. And we'll be back to wrap the show. So stick around. We'll be right back. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy. And we welcome you back. We thank the Embedded Correspondents one more time. Doug Scheiding from Texas, John Solberg from Michigan, and Rusty Monson from Utah. Always great to have those guys. There. Really appreciate them all the help they give me throughout the year. There's a lot of banter that goes on behind the scenes off air that you don't know about as we ramp up for each monthly segment. It's not just thrown together on a whim. We try and be as professional as possible to give you top-notch entertainment and information here on this show. All the way back in the first hour, we had David Ellis from Machete Boys, macheteboysbbq.com, his website talking about the American Royal incident that he was a part of, and then talking about where do we go from here? Scoring systems, complicated to install new ones, could be resistant by KCBS to install because new bugs will need to be worked out. So falling back on what you're familiar with and trying to make that work. David Qualls followed up David Ellis. 
We talked about his new bid to get on the KCBS board of directors again. He had a time handful of years ago that he was part of the board. Now he's doing it again. Talked about the importance of scoring systems being something you can count on. We talked about where he thought the finances were, things that he wanted to get accomplished right away. So if you missed that, you're tuning in right now. Hour number one will be available here shortly. We're trying something new out with a push out of audio directly after the show. We'll see how that works. And then in the second hour was the Embedded Correspondence. Abbreviated 100% Assurity questions, and then we got into Best of 2023 and predictions for 2024. Hope you guys have a great New Year holiday coming up this coming weekend. Hope you got everything you wanted for Christmas yesterday and through your holiday season, whatever that looks like to you. I appreciate each and every one of you hanging with me through another year, if you can believe it. It was a tough one, guys. But we're back through it. 2024 promising to be the best year ever for the show. We will measure progress. We will evaluate. And we will take stock at different points in 2024. We will see you then. How do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Happy New Year. Good night now. Hey, what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes. And you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling all the time.